Hi, I'm Carmen LaBerge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Encouraging you to live as an ambassador of God's kingdom in the world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. Okay, so how are you walking in the world today? Good morning. I'm Carmen LaBerge. This is Mornings with Carmen. Yes, that is new new uh, music at the outset of the hour. And so we've now been using it for a week and only one person has complained. So uh, apologies to that one person who doesn't like uh, our, our new theme song. Um, so here's the reality. It makes me dance in my studio. And um, and so it's energizing to me and it's encouraging. And that's not to say that um, this is any less the day that the Lord has made or that we are any less rejoicing in it, because this is the day that the Lord has made and we are rejoicing in it. And if that is still music that you need um, sung every single day, you know what? You can actually like get you could have that be the ringtone on your phone. Like you don't have to rely on us for 20 seconds of music that gets you going. Um, we have we have sister stations that they, they play Christian music 24 seven. And so let me encourage you, if you're looking for some good Christian music, we have some great uh, music affiliates. If you go to MyFaithRadio.com, you can actually see all of our sister stations uh, listed down at the bottom of our page. Um, and, and so let me encourage you to sort of get your music fix. What gets you going? What revs you up? What gets you out the door for Jesus? What encourages you in your walk of faith every day? Um, I would love to know. We often ask the question, in fact, I ask it every day, where in the word are you today? Maybe I will also uh, begin provoking you to think about what's your walk-up song? What is the song um, that really gets your spiritual juices pumping, that reminds you of who you are in Christ and what in the world you're in the world to do? What is your walk-up song or your walk-it-out song or your um, life song maybe is another way to think about that. You can let me know by texting me at 877-933-2484. Again, that number is 877-933-2484. Or you could email me, Carmen at MyFaithRadio.com. Maybe, um, I mean, I, I have a friend who um, who her walk-up song is not even something that I would regard as Christian but the lyrics of that song and the the rhythm of that song somehow speaks to her heart in a way that gets her moving into the world that God so loves as an ambassador of the king and the kingdom um she she it's a mobilizing uh word for her in terms of her walk of faith in the world what is uh, what's your walk up song what gets you revved up and out the door and going uh, in terms of your ambassadorial calling as an agent of grace and an agent of Christ in the world today? Let me know. Text me at 877-933-2484. Email me, Carmen at MyFaithRadio.com. One of the things that we are looking to do um, on some upcoming Fridays, so this is sort of your warning, uh, warn, I don't know if it's a warning, um, this is your advance notice. 
This is like a preview. This is a save the date um, or it's a warning. Um, so we're thinking that uh, there are folks who are listening who would like to maybe like ask some questions and have some conversations on air. And so we are thinking that in some upcoming Fridays, we are going to have some listener call in segments here on uh, on Mornings with Carmen, which means you need to go ahead and put that phone number in your phone because the number that you text eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four will also be the number that uh, eventually you call when we do um, open segments here on Mornings with Carmen. Up next, I've got Adam Holtz. He and I are going to talk about two movies. We're going to talk about Just Mercy, which I can hardly wait for him to review. I'm really excited about this film. And then he's also going to um, let us know about the movie 1917, something my husband is interested in seeing. And then he and I are going to have some culture talk about things going on in the world today. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Welcome back. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Adam Holtz is here from Focus on the Family's Plugged In. And Adam, I'm going to start with this. What's your walk-up song? I'm going to go with Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Okay, Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. What What is it about that song, lyrics, rhythm, what is it about that song that um, that makes it your, your get up and go into the world as a Christian song? Well, it's probably my favorite song of all time. So let's just start with that. And I'm going to say that I like Bon Jovi, Problems and All. Uh, Obviously, there are a few. But I love the idea of living on a prayer. I mean, I think that we're commanded to pray continually. And this idea, you know, the song tells the story of of a struggling couple and how they're trying to get through day to day and, you know, deal with unemployment, deal with not having any money. I mean, it's kind of a working class song. It's a really Bruce Springsteen kind of song, honestly. Um, and, but, you know, they get through by living on a prayer, you know, they're depending on each other and they're depending on God through prayer. And I love that. That That's a, that's a message that I can go with. And, and I think my number two is probably going to be, Oh boy, not that you asked for number two, but I'm going to go with Powerhouse by Whiteheart <laughs> from like 1990 or 91. So there you go. Okay, so I love that people are jumping on and um, and sharing with us about this. Um, and so you can too. What's your walk up song? What gets you moving as a Christian um, and deployed out into the world? Text me at eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four. Adam, let's talk about the movie Just Mercy. Yeah, let's talk about Just Mercy. This is a courtroom drama that is based on a true story. It rolls wide this week. It's uh, based in Monroeville, Alabama in 1991. And at that time and place, there was a man named Walter McMillian, a black man who has been accused and convicted of murdering a white woman. And he is on death row. And about the same time, there's a young lawyer uh, who's just getting started. His name is Brian Stevenson. He's a Harvard Law School grad, but he decides to forego the money he could make as a Harvard grad uh, to help people like Walter, who maybe didn't get a fair shake uh, in the justice process. And so he's specifically interested in in helping people who uh, may have been falsely convicted and who certainly didn't have the resources to defend themselves. And as he digs into Walter McMillian's case, he sees that 
there are holes that you could drive a truck through. And it's not that Walter's a saint. He's not. Um, but he certainly is not a murderer. And so we watch as Brian Stevenson um, really works hard over the course of a number of years to uh, to overturn this, you know, this unjust thing. And here's the thing that's great about this movie is I think it shows that one person really can make a difference. And and, you know, we talked about that with the Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood late last year, you know, that that simple kindness can make a difference. And holding to our convictions and really seeking to help other people, one person could potentially make a life or death influence in the life of someone else. Uh, and man, what a great message. You know, on the, the negative side, there's a, enough profanity here definitely to warrant a PG-13 rating. Uh, it's not excessive, but this is not a movie for young children, although I don't think young children would be particularly interested anyway. Uh, but, you know, for older teens and, and adults on up, I think this is a, a terrific conversation starter about racism, about faith, about redemption. Uh, and faith does play a role here. We see that in the lives of a number of characters. So uh, a great way to start 2020, Carmen. Okay, if we were going to liken this movie to um, to something else over the course of time, um, is Aaron Brockovich maybe one kind of example? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that you sort of have that that underdog spirit uh, in play here. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I'm not an encyclopedic vault of of knowledge what? with John of John Grisham stuff, but it seems like a number of oh. John Grisham stories are yes. are sort of you know they're often set in the South. They often have characters that have some sort of faith element, uh, but this is based on a true story. This is not. I know. I love uh, that. You know, this is not something that somebody made up. So, um, and it stars Michael B. Jordan, who is simply fantastic, and Jamie Foxx, who's fantastic, and Brie Larson, who's fantastic. So, it, it's not a cheesy movie. This is a serious movie about a serious subject. Um, and uh, with those caveats in mind, I like it quite a bit. I love that. All right. Um, uh, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about 1917. My husband really wants to see it. I'm not sure I do. Adam Holt is yeah. going to help me decide in just a moment. Okay, so um, thank you to each and every one of you um, who are texting in your walk-up songs, your get-up-in-the-morning-and-get-going songs, um, your get-out-the-door-with-Jesus song. Uh, This is Lori. Uh, She says, um, uh, my first song would be Where the Streets Have No Name by U2. My second song would be In the Light by DC Talk. Kathy has weighed in with Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, specifically the one uh, recorded by Sovereign Grace Ministries. Um, Lori, uh, Lori says, hey, I still actually want to sing. Um, this is the day the Lord has made. I've been saying that Bible verse when I wake up for years now, and I love uh, how it's paired with the music and makes me sing joyously. Let me just encourage you, um, each and every one, as you arise in the morning, um, you know, I, I have a couple of things. This is the day the Lord has made. I also um, sort of sing in my uh, in my heart and the quiet of my time with the Lord, um, you know, that he would open my eyes, um, that I really want to see Jesus in my day. So we've got somebody else weighing in, What a Time in Heaven by Mountain Hearts. Um, so keep, keep them coming. Keep letting me know. Again, text me at 877-933-2484 
What is your uh, walk-up song? All right, Adam Holtz from uh, Focus on the Families Plugged In is here, and we are talking about movies out this week. Tell us about 1917. 1917 is a movie uh, obviously set in World War I, and the short version is there are two young soldiers who are tasked to go from one uh, British readout to another to basically deliver some information. We forget that information wasn't always easily deliverable, and basically they have to travel nine miles through wilderness and no man's land between the British and German fronts to get to another group of soldiers uh, about 1,600 of them to say, hey, this attack we got planned for tomorrow morning, yeah, don't do that because you're all going to die because they have new intel, but they have no way to get them new intel other than to send human messengers. So uh, it's a story of courage. It's a story of the horror of World War I. Um, you know, we've, we've seen lots of World War II movies, but there are fewer World War I movies, and director Sam Mendes, I think, gives us an absolutely visceral sense of what it would have been like to be in the trenches, uh, to be in this horrible conflict. Uh, in a lot of ways, in the, in a, a sort of macro sense, it reminds me of Saving Private Ryan, uh, mm -hmm. and it's almost as graphic as that is. It's R-rated for you know some horrible moments of of wartime brutality and and just the terrible things that happen to the human body during war, uh, and a fair bit of profanity as well. So. You know, that's going to be an automatic weed out for some and others are going to say, yeah, you know, this sounds like a really interesting story and it's it's already doing well at the Golden Globes. And I think it's going to be an award season uh, contender this year. OK, speaking of the Golden Globes and awards. Yes. Let's uh, let's have a little culture talk. We um, we actually spent an entire segment yesterday on Michelle Williams speech. So you don't need to talk about that one. But that's good. Um, I don't maybe... want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Give us a, give us a sense of what we heard at the Golden Globes and be sure you tell people about Tom Hanks acceptance speech. Well, I think the big story was Ricky Gervais uh, just coming out and with his opening monologue, which was like eight minutes of, of skewering of all sorts of values that Hollywood has. And and you know, I don't have hit the monologue in front of me, but the gist of it you was... You wouldn't be able to read it anyway. It's, no, well, yeah. that's true. I mean, he, he, he basically says, you, you think you're smarter and better than everybody else, but you're not. You're just a bunch of actors. Don't take yourself so seriously. That's my, my summary. And um, Hollywood and, and some in the liberal press were aghast, but I mean, it was catnip to conservatives. It was... I couldn't even believe it, and I couldn't believe how many conservative-leaning news and entertainment outlets really picked up on this as, yeah, you know, Ricky just stuck it to him. Uh, and so it was it was pretty breathtaking to watch. My wife and I were watching, and I just sat there with my mouth open. So that was the big deal. Uh, and then, you know, Tom Hanks' acceptance speech for sort of a Lifetime Career Award, um, it was remarkable. It was easily the high point of the show for me. Because he talked about working hard, he talked about integrity, he talked about showing up on time, uh, he thanked his family, uh, and you just get the sense that Tom Hanks is the kind of old-fashioned guy you'd like to hang out with, that he makes people around him better. And certainly we talked about that with uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood last year, but um, it seems like he's the real deal and not so utterly full of himself that he would be uh, a difficult person to go to dinner with. 
We should get your Adam Holtz's list of people in Hollywood he'd like to go to dinner with. That would be good. Um, here's here's another list um, that I want you to work on. Um, okay. So uh, because on Twitter, uh, I don't know who asked it, but, you know, it was swirling around yesterday. Um, uh, somebody's working on a, a, a syllabus for a class um, and for extra credit for their students, they want them to um, watch films that have some sort of Christian storyline or or maybe it's an undertone. I don't know. Anyway, so people were like weighing in on what must be on that list. Um, and oh, so boy. I want you to think about you don't have to do it right now, but I want you to think okay, about what good. would be on what would be on your must see list if I just said that the genre was Christian. Because I don't even know what that means anymore. So there you go. Yeah. Especially based on the things that people were putting, people were suggesting. I was like, that is not a Christian film. How could that, what are we, what, how are we defining this if we're using the term Christian in relationship to, to, uh, to media? So there you go. That's right. a, that's a thought I had. Okay. Um, how about, we got a couple of minutes left. Talk with us, okay. um, about streaming services that are targeting Christian families. Cause if people are like me, man, they're being bombarded on uh, on social media and in every other way um, with these ways in which streaming companies want us to be um, uh, curating our media today. Yeah. You know, TBN has a new streaming service called Yippee TV, Y-I-P-P-E-E dot TV. Uh, and it really is catering to faith-based content. Um, and it's, you know, they want to provide, quote, God-honoring character-building, Jesus-glorifying programs. Now, frankly, that's pretty shocking that anybody would put those words together as selling a an entertainment service. But they have done it. I'm glad that they have. And they'll, you know, if you subscribe to that, you'll find things like Veggie Tales, Adventures from the Book of Virtues, Allegories, which Allegories is really great. It was a little short-run, short-lived animated series that was out a couple of years ago. Uh, and Theo... And so, you know, it's you can get an annual subscription for $79 or monthly for $7.99. And as you mentioned, virtually everybody has a subscription service now. And so we've got to make decisions economically about, well, are any of these things that I want to sign up for? And if I get this, you know, what do I get versus this? Um, so it's another one that obviously is providing a particular niche content for Christian viewers. But uh, compared to a lot of the other stuff that's out there, I think it would be worth checking out. All right. There you go. Adam Holtz. Thank you, as always, for joining us. You guys can find um, Adam and all kinds of other good stuff at PluggedIn.com. Yes, we're .com, aren't we? PluggedIn.com. Yes. <laughs> you know, sometimes Correct. I don't oh, have it in front of wife. me. There's and my so... white heart. Excellent. Woo-hoo! All right. Let's Woo-hoo! just listen to your music. Woohoo! Get you all going, right, man. Good. Be Thanks, blessed. Thanks, Carmen. Paul Perot, what's that music? That is the instrumental version of Grace Got You by Mercy Me. All right, we're playing Grace Got You by Mercy Me because it's Amber's walk-up song. So, Amber, thank you so much for your kind note via text this morning. Um, You guys can always text me at 877-933-2484. Paul is, I'm sure, dutifully making a list of all of the music that those who are texting in really want to hear. Yes, apparently, in addition to this, we're going to have Rejoice, the Lord is King. Lift up your voice and sing. 
We are going to have to have the slugs and bugs mom of little ones for Emily Lee. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> turn your eyes upon Jesus. I, we got we got to have a long list, man. We, it's good. I love it. Okay, we, uh, we love hearing from you. Um, and we love sharing with you each and every morning. This next conversation is with Walt Wilson. I met Walt, I don't know, um, sometime before Christmas. And Walt is um, officially an old guy, so he has a lot of wisdom to share. Walt is also um, the genius behind something called Global Media Outreach. And if you want to um, actually, like, see what Global Media Outreach is doing, like functionally doing, you go to a website called witness2all.com. And if you go to witness2all.com, what you are watching live on the screen in real time are the gospel visits, the indicated decisions, and the discipleship activity that is happening via um, this global media outreach. This uh, this is based on, you know, literally what everybody has in their hand around the world, which is a phone and um, and the Internet. And um, Walt is in no small measure responsible for both of those things, the phone you hold in your hand and the Internet. He was uh, one of the very, very early employees of a startup called Apple. And he was also in a brainstorming meeting at MIT where they were whiteboarding something they were imagining together called the Internet. Walt Wilson is a believer in Jesus Christ, and he's going to share his story next here on Mornings with Carmen. This is Max Lucado. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. You know, the grain to bread process is a demanding one. Bread is the end result of planting and harvesting and heating. Jesus endured an identical process. He was born into this world, and then he was cut down, bruised, and beaten on the threshing floor of Calvary. He passed through the fire of God's wrath for our sake. Jesus suffered because of others' sins. He went through it all, was put to death, and then made alive to bring us to God. Bread of life, Jesus lived up to the title. But you know, an unopened loaf does a person no good. Have you received the bread? Have you received God's forgiveness? This is Max Locato. You meet somebody and you say to yourself, um, I, I want to know them more and I want others to know them as well. And so let me introduce you who are listening to, um, to my new friend, Walt Wilson. Uh, we are going to talk about global media outreach and the website to which I'm going to send you is witness2all.com. And there's a reason for that. Um, Walt, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Carmen, uh, thank you for having me on your broadcast this morning. Well, it's just a delight. Um, I really want people to hear your story. So I'm wondering if we can just simply start by, uh, I'll tell people that, you know, Walt was uh, raised on what I would describe as the very hard streets of New York City. He joined the Marines in 1953. Um, let's pick it up there. I mean, why don't you, you know, you you told me that you were basically uh you know, a street gang kid 
um, and you met the woman who would become your wife uh, there on the streets as well. So take us back that far into your story so that people can sort of know the foundation of all of this. Well, as a uh, street kid and a gang member in uh, New York City, I knew I was on the wrong track. And by the way, I I met my future wife when she was 11 years old, and I was 12, and we were grade school kids, and she was a street kid as well. And uh, being on the wrong track, uh, I, I quit high school and I joined the Marines. And while I was on deployment, uh, 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 my, uh, my wife and I were married uh, at that point, and she was a Marine Corps bride. While I was on deployment, I was away for quite some time. I came home, and I found her to be totally different. She, she looked different. She dressed differently. She spoke differently. Everything in her life changed. And while I could not define what had happened to her. I asked, sweetie, what, what is it that has happened to you? And she said, I became a Christian. And I told her, that's kind of weird. I have two dog tags hanging around my neck that say, I'm a Christian, but nothing in my life had changed. And I never thought much about God. Uh, I grew up in a non-Christian home. So we began going to church. And the more I heard the gospel, the more it reflected my experience in the Marine Corps. And so I gave my life to Christ in a small Baptist church in South Carolina, outside of the base. And it was my wife who created the path uh, to knowing Jesus. I love that. I love the way that God uses um, individuals. I love the way that he uses congregations. Um, and, and I love the way, Walt, that since that point in time, God has been um, encouraging you, provoking you, um, collecting together a set of experiences in your life that he is now using in something that uh, that we call global media outreach. And so I'm tempted to fast forward and invite you to talk about global media outreach, but I feel like we need to fill in the gap between Paris Island uh, and, and, and where, uh, where you are now. So talk a little bit about your, um, your life and career. Uh, coming out of the uh, Marine Corps, I asked the Lord, I had a simple prayer, Lord, could you give me a job when we get back home? And we had already had our first baby. And so uh, bear in mind, I was an infantry sergeant and I was a weapons expert. So I'm going back to New York City without a high school diploma. I'm going back uh, as a combat veteran who's a weapons expert. And this side of the law, even in New York City, there was no demand for that skill. So, so I, uh, uh, in answer to that prayer, Carmen, the Lord gave me a 45-year career in Silicon Valley. And the first company that hired me was Fairchild Semiconductor. I didn't even know what a semiconductor was, uh, but they put me through a series of interviews and said, we generally don't hire someone who uh, does not have an engineering degree. Uh, but we're going to put you in a sales training program. And I knew this 
was an answer to prayer. And fast forward 11 years, I became a regional sales manager on the West Coast uh, with offices in Los Angeles. And then I got the startup fever. And eventually, I, I think a lot of a lot of the guys in my generation got the startup fever, uh, particularly in Silicon Valley. And what I did was I I interviewed with a startup company called Apple Computer, and I wound up uh, general uh, director and general manager of operations at Apple, and. Uh, moved on uh, sometime later uh, to Computer Sciences Corporation, also in California. And it was at Computer Sciences Corporation that uh, God actually called me very specifically uh, to do something with the Internet. So um, for those of you who are listening, I'm talking with Walt Wilson. He is telling us there's just a really extraordinary story of his life. Um, he is evidence that if you will simply pray and ask God for something very open-ended that will glorify him, God may well do something really extraordinary. Uh, so Walt had the privilege of helping to launch a a startup called Apple Computers. Uh, we We now know uh, what that means for each and every one of us who hold an Apple product in our hands or or her cer- certainly use Apple products um, uh, in the world today. We also know the magnitude and scope and the reach of that company. Um, and you may not know uh, the, the name Computer Sciences Corporation, um, but their technology is something that you uh, that you make use of frequently. Um, and when we come back, uh, I'm going to invite Walt to tell us about a very specific meeting he was in at MIT where um, something really extraordinary happened. And it has to do with something we now casually call the Internet. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. When Jesus issued the Great Commission to uh, his first disciples, and by extension uh, to each and every one of us, that we would go and we would make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that Christ has commanded, um, and then acknowledging that uh, and promising this, this incredible reality that he is with us. He is with us always by the power of his Holy Spirit, even to the very end of the age. But how indeed will the good news of that gospel get out to all the world, to all nations? Um, We who live in the age of the Internet um, know the answer to that question, even in closed countries. But the Internet has not always been. Walt Wilson is here with me. Um, He is sharing his story. We are also going to talk about global media outreach, his ministry. Uh, The website to which I'm going to direct you is witness2all.com. Let me warn you in advance. When you pull up witness2all.com, um, you will want to then just have it running in the background of everything you're doing in your life because it is live, real-time interaction, gospel visits, indicated decisions, discipleship activity, um, and even just today, well, we're now up over 100,000 gospel visits at witness2all.com. I'm telling you, it's, uh, it's exciting stuff. So, Walt, tell us about uh, the day before there was the Internet, like, right? Tell us about the whiteboarding meeting. Uh, 
I was sent out to uh, MIT to figure out what is this thing called the Internet and how do we use it. So uh, we were in a whiteboarding session on how to create market share, how to manage supply chains, how to make money. Uh, that's, that's what the name of the game was when suddenly uh, – Common, I've never really figured out how to explain what uh, actually happened to me. I was in a meeting uh, with six or eight other guys, and we were having a good time just figuring this whole thing out. And we were creating a consulting practice uh, for our large global clients. When suddenly I realized that I was seeing uh, the meeting, I was still there, but I felt the presence of God so strongly in my life. I just didn't know what was happening. And questions began to come to me. What if we did have a worldwide network here? Could we put God's word on it? Could we lead people to Calvary's cross? Could we tell them about Jesus? Could we disciple them? And all of this was coming into my mind, and I was no longer in that meeting, although I was sitting there in the chair. It, it was an incredible experience. The Lord got a hold of me spiritually, and that's, that was the beginning of a vision uh, to move forward, and it was an incredible experience. And I knew what I had to do is go home and quit my job. And it would be the second time I said to my dear wife, well, babe, I want to go try this. And she said to me, go for it. And that's, uh, that's the way the vision came to me to begin this organization. So um, thus, Global Media Outreach is born. Um, as I understand it, and Walt, um, I, <clears throat> science and technology, mm, not really my area of expertise at all. Um, certainly not how the Internet works or how Google Analytics work or how um, people, uh, certain things return when I search them and other people might have different uh, returns. Search engine optimization. These are these are words I know, but I don't know the meaning behind them. But you are using all of that uh, via this ministry of global media outreach to be the first one um, that answers the question of faith that people are asking all around the world. Does that about, does that, do I about have it right? Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, you do have it right. And what we do is we have what uh, is called a five screen strategy. And that is if you have a device that is connected to the internet, uh, we're going to find you. If you have a cell phone that is connected to the cell network, we're going to find you. And the vision of GMO is that every person on earth will have multiple opportunities to know Jesus. Now, that may sound absurd, but let me tell you uh, just how real it is. And I'll do this with some numbers. There are 7.4 million people, billion people on the earth right now. The U.N. Telecommunications Commission tells us there are 7.6 billion cell phone subscriptions on the earth right now. It doesn't mean everyone has a cell phone, but what it does mean is we are 
almost there. 91% of world population lives within range of a tower. You cannot stop the bits from uh, and bytes, B-Y-T-E-S, from moving across the earth uh, to reach every single person with the gospel. I believe we're no more than 36 to 40 months away from everybody on earth having a cell phone. So the vision is, is real. I believe God is moving in these end days, and everyone will have access to the gospel within the next three to four years. That's an incredible thing. So if you want to participate in this vision, if you want to see what's happening right now, go to witness2all.com. Walt, you and I have about uh, 90 seconds or two minutes left. I would love for you to talk about the United States of America, because global media outreach has, to this point, really focused on the rest of the world. But God has given you a sense of calling um, also to reach the United States. A very strong sense of uh, calling to reach the United States, and we're developing a program called Jesus Has Something Better for You. And it was a similar experience to what I described at MIT a year and a half ago. God said to me, get my word to America. And it indicates to me that while we are in big trouble, God is not yet finished with America We'll be releasing this program in augmented reality, presenting Jesus in a modern culture and context. We're going to show people Jesus in a modern context in America. This site will be confined to the U.S. only, and we have worked out the numbers. There are 300 million cell phones in America. If we reach just half of them, 20% of Americans who log on to our sites make a decision for Christ. Times 150 million cell phones, we believe this program will bring 30 million Americans to Jesus. So the church isn't ready for that. You and I have talked a little bit about that. uh, Is your church, let me just ask our listeners, is your church ready for that kind of influx of new believers. If 30 million Americans came to Jesus Christ in, the, let's, let's say, the next three or four years, is your church ready to receive your percentage share from your community? 30 or 40 million new believers in Jesus in the next handful of years. That kind of revival is the kind of revival we've been praying for. Walt Wilson um, is actually building um, a means by which through people's cell phones, people who are asking the question, people who are um, asking spiritual questions, where God is already probing their hearts, that when they when they type that question into their search engine, um, Walt Wilson is preparing the way for them to get the right answer, which is Jesus. Um, and then are we prepared in the church to actually receive and disciple those individuals? We're going to have to talk um, again more about this in the future. But Walt, thank you so much for sharing your story today. We're going to direct people to witness to all. Dot com. Walt, thank you. Carmen, thank you for inviting me today. Absolutely. We look forward to continuing the conversation. We'll be right back. All right, I don't know about you, but I'm totally jazzed. I'm totally jazzed today about what God's doing in the world. I'm, I'm excited about what he's doing in and through you. 
Let's, uh, let's walk it out by faith and let's share Jesus with others. Have a great day and God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.